guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to tonight's episode of Whiskey and Weird. Uh, this is season three, episode six. Um, I'm super excited, super excited about this topic, you guys. Um, and thank you to anyone who shows up tonight for this live discussion, if you will. I hope you'll get involved. And anyone who um, listens later, I'm so grateful for you. And remember, if you watch the replay, whether it's here on Facebook or if it's on YouTube um, and you have questions or comments, please, please, please feel free to ask those later. I will always find them and respond um, if you're not able to be here tonight when we're when we're uh, recording. So um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really grateful. As I said, this is season three, episode six. Tonight's topic is egregores, 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 whatever you want to however you want to pronounce them, basically the notion of thought forms. And so we're going to talk a little bit about where that word came from historically, really briefly, um, but get into how this really plays out in in everything we believe about, particularly like the supernatural, especially those things that um, can't be uh, seen, uh, the energetic, the, the uh, psychic kind of stuff. Um, but this this whole notion really gives gives way for some like great conversation and really questioning everything because to me it makes me think how do we really really know anything that we think is psychic or supernatural or the messages or whatever the ghosts that we're experiencing how do we know if they're if even real so if you're here tonight Please say hi in the comments. Um, I can't necessarily see that you're here um, the way I record this, as I said. So I love it when people chime in and say hi. It makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. Um, but I'm really grateful for all of you. Um, and I'm going to get started with a little whiskey. Um, so tonight, I actually, I was filling the Irish whiskey. So um, had a little stroll through the Irish whiskey aisle at the liquor store, right? And I came across this one. It's McConnell's. There is not a name more Irish than that, right? McConnell's Irish Whiskey. Now this um, distillery was established in 1776 and um, some of the uh, ancestors basically have re kind of researched it in recent years. It's, it's, they're located in Belfast, so Northern Ireland. And um, this particular one is, um, is uh, aged five years. It's Irish grains um, and um, and malts that are aged in bourbon casks um, from all over. Uh, so, yeah, I always love I love a great Irish whiskey. So um, really cool. They have the Harp of Aaron, which is a really old school symbol. This thing right here, harp with the lady on it, um, which is really beautiful. It's kind of cool. So good. Good color. We'll see what happens. Um, I took the plastic off ahead of time, which is saving me a little effort right now while I'm on here. But if you are here, please say hi. Say hello to me. All right, let's 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 just have a little taste of some whiskey and get this party started. Hmm. A little, there's a sweet, maybe a... Uh, caramel or a vanilla maybe hmm it's got a good nose on it 
I like it. It's not overwhelming. It's not hot. It doesn't have sometimes the alcohol burns, right? This is pretty, pretty mild. I like that. So let's have a little pour in the glass. And um, well, it's funny how different the color is. Well, actually it looks the same on there, but um, how different the color is in the glass seems a little lighter. So, you know, but they add colors. They do all sorts of things that changes that, um, which we can talk more about um, at some point, but not today. Um, so let's have a, let's have a little, all right. Getting pretty much the same in the glass, which is cool. Cause a lot of times, um, the nose isn't as strong once you've kind of released it from the bottle, at least for me. Um, and uh, I appreciate the nose, a good nose on it. So let's just have a little taste. So again, if you're just joining me, um, this is McConnell's Irish whiskey. Let me know what you're drinking tonight. Um, established in 1776 and uh, kind of been resurged recently. Got this great whiskey back out into bar rooms from Boston to Belfast, as I said. So um, let's have a taste. So, for those of you who haven't watched a lot of my episodes, I usually take it, hold it on the roof of my mouth, where it's touching the center of my tongue, just to, to get um, some notes from it in that way. It's usually where the, a lot of that flavor will come in. Um, it's really mild. There's like a super, super quick burn. It's not overly warm. Um, but yeah, I think vanilla -y, vanilla um, is what I'm getting and I do it's there is a little hint of the bourbon in there I think there's something a little different about that so um, yeah really really quick finish there's just a moment of burn didn't burn while I was holding it in my mouth which is nice um, I can appreciate a good burn but if you're just gonna be sipping or if you like to take a shot you don't want to either you know if you're if you're blending it with something, I guess, if you're mixing it, which isn't too typically my approach to whiskey. Um, but yeah, McConnell's whiskey. I love to drink tradition. I love that. I think that's, you know, like the coolest thing about the um, whiskeys from, from Ireland and Scotland is how long those have been around and um, the history, um, the history that's just kind of mixed into um, the whole process. And um, yeah, I love it. I love a good Irish. I was kind of torn, torn between getting some scotch and some whiskey. Um, so, or some Irish whiskey, I should say. But I landed on this, and I like it. So again, um, if, you're, if you're listening and you want to tell me what you're drinking tonight, you can definitely do that. Um, when you get on, please say hi. I appreciate you when you're here and I can't really see who it is and as I said it makes me all warm and fuzzy when I can see who's um, visiting for a minute drinking McConnell's Irish whiskey um, and so far so good we'll be sipping this tonight uh, really good stuff Belfast from Belfast Ireland so if you're here say hi 
Tell me if you're having a little dram or something else that you're wanting to enjoy tonight. Um, so we're going to talk about egregores. That's funny. I wonder if I scared people away in my post about, hey, we're going to have an experiment in thought form. I was totally kidding. Like, man, I, I can't even begin how, how to make that happen. Um, but uh, I really want to talk about this because it's a super cool notion, kind of, um, uh, it's kind of new to me, I guess, in terms of this very specific name for it, but it is an idea that has been circulating in my brain for years. And one of the things I first thought about, hi, Sean, Killer Bunny Beer from Craft House Brewing. Sounds awesome. Glad to see you here. Um, I missed you. I'm glad you're here. So we're talking about um, egregores tonight, thought forms. And we're just going to kind of dive into to what that means and kind of what it means to the weird world um, a little bit. But as I was saying, this term is relatively new to me, probably in the last couple of years, but um, the general idea, not so much. So it has to do with, you know, this idea of collective thought creating, right? Um, and gosh, it, the notion pervades everything. Um, as some of you know, I am a coach and um, I do a couple different kinds of coaching, but, you know, Coaching is all about mindset, right? One of the principles that I um, build my practice on, um, which is from Living Systems Principles, my favorite one is what we pay attention to grows. Um, and so that idea that we kind of have the power to create in our lives, right? If we're going to focus on, on um, what's not working all the time, if we're all just, you know, blah, 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 everything's awful in my life, everything's probably going to be a little awful. Um, if you start focusing on what's working, that's what you start to see. And of course, in the principles notion, they just think that's mindset. But what if it's more than that? What if we're actually creating with our thoughts? Um, I also, this also came to mind for me for many years, um, my grandmother. So my grandmother, Nana Mary, she, um, she's the one in the picture that I shared from the theater. Um, amazing woman. A, a bit of a worrier and Nana Mary saw she had a lot of loss in her life she 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 dealt with a lot of stuff in her life and I know I've had this this conversation with my sisters a couple of times like the worry like where did the worrying start and could it have possibly like when you sit at home and you worry about bad things happening is it possible that you might create that you might provide space for it to happen um it's kind of a scary notion actually that that could be such a powerful thing that our thoughts are such a powerful thing um but i do believe that that you know uh, thoughts are energy emotions are energy right science has proven that our heart and our brain are completely about energy and moving and um, do their own thing sometimes and have their own, you know, electric magnetic frequencies. Um, Self-fulfilling prophecy, Sean says. Yeah, like we create this stuff maybe, I don't know. So this particular term is interesting. And Igor is, it's an occult concept and it has to do with like, certain non-physical entities that are created by the collective thoughts 
of people. Um, and that's, you know, kind of the modern day. Now, it was, it, it, the term egregore comes from um, a couple of, well, writers from the 16th century who wrote of um, visions they were having, angels coming to them, the Enochians. And um, the egregores were, they were angelic beings. They were watchers. And, um, and you know, I don't, I haven't read too much about the historical aspect of that, but I wonder as watchers, if they, their, their role was essentially to see, oh, well, this is what people are thinking about. Let's make it happen. I don't know how that goes, but um, in today's term and, and how we uh, define it today, it has to do with psychic manifestation, with thought form, that when we have a collective of people who are all thinking about the same thing, that it something could be created, something could be brought into being. Um, and that's just kind of crazy to, to consider this in on so many levels, right? Um, I think that, like, I think about, there's stories that I've told on um, here in previous episodes about, um, you know, things that have happened in my house. And, and um, I worked with someone one time who said, that, there, that one of the entities that we experienced in my house was actually one created by turmoil. So it was this idea that when you have energy, um, some, like negative energy seems to, to propel it more, that it creates its own form and that you can actually see and, um, and feel, but it's not really, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not just its own entity. It wasn't a ghost. It wasn't a person who died. It's, a, it's just a ball of energy that's created by the people who are in the atmosphere. Not unlike a poltergeist, which um, there's a lot of misunderstandings around poltergeists. Poltergeists are just that too. They are actually um, energy forms that, uh, spiritual kind of things that, that come, entities, if you will, that are created by the energy of a person. Um, that's why we typically will find them in homes with teenagers who might be really angsty and have really high um, anxiety and might probably are most likely really sensitive to. Sensitives tend to um, create bigger stuff um, and have a connection in some way. I, I don't really understand it, but it makes sense to me. I, I see it. I don't know how to explain it, I guess. That's the best way to put it. But So poltergeists aren't ghosts and people say they have poltergeist activity a ghost itself can actually probably move something if it has enough energy but when you have um like you know these stories of someone walking into a room and all the chairs are stacked and the furniture is all changed that's a different kind of energy that's a poltergeist energy um pretty powerful stuff when you think about the fact that it only comes from a person who's creating energy that can do this in a space um there's also lots of evidence that people create all sorts of things like that in their house, that um, it has more to do with the people who live there than, um, than the people who are no longer living there. Um, so really interesting notions there. Um, one of my, my shows that I watch, one of my favorites actually, is uh, Kindred Spirits, uh, which you can find on Discovery Plus, um, Travel Channel show. And it was season five, episode two, it was an episode called Zombie Boy, and they went to this location, I believe it was called the Oliver House or um, the Oliver Estate, and um, the woman there, they had stuff that had been happening for many, many years, but she expressed that um, 
and this was an episode in 2020 or 2021 that came out that about 2018, they started having something else that um, was a little more chaotic and felt a little more manipulative and and um, not necessarily oppressive, but just uh, a little more of a trickster kind of thing going on, I guess. And um, so the folks on that show, um, Adam and Amy, you know, they, they try to investigate. They try on that show. They try to get at the heart of what the entities might be experiencing and why they are. And maybe there's something that they can do to help them. I mean, the general belief system is that if you're interacting with a ghost at any level, they're trying to communicate something with you. Um, sometimes it's just get the hell out. But um, they're usually trying to. And usually, um, you know, the general notion is if we can tell their story and we can hear them, maybe we can help them be at peace, right? So that's what they do. They go into these places and they try to communicate, get direct information. Well, in this particular case, um, without getting too much into it, they came to this point and they're like, okay, well, there's all these pictures. So in 2000. 18 um something happened um and there's kind of two storylines that happened here but one in particular people were coming in and saying they had these pictures of what looked like a zombie boy and of course adam and amy were looking at these pictures and they were like we you know these are really grainy we cannot support these as um, proof of anything um but as they were talking and talking they kind of had this this light bulb go off and they're like wait what if the fact that people started getting these weird pictures, they perpetuated the story of the zombie boy. The zombie boy was not actually a real person. And of course the pictures weren't even really indicative of, of anything. Um, and of course, if you, if you tell someone before you give them a picture, look for the zombie boy, they're probably going to be able to find it, right? Just the power of suggestion. So they did an experiment. They said, you know what, maybe this, this zombie boy doesn't really, he isn't an actual ghost or anything that existed here. Maybe all these stories and people really believing that they had something in this picture created the zombie boy. So they did an experiment. They created um, a completely fictional storyline for the zombie boy, um, wrote it all out, and they actually spent hours injecting this into the house. They sat in this room, um, where people particularly had said they had seen the zombie boy. They made up a story, a life story, who his parents were, blah, blah, blah. It was the Civil War. They did all of this and they, and they participate, you know, they just, they just created this thing, right? And then left alone. And later they decided to do their, um, their, uh, their investigating for the second night. Now they also had um, Chip Coffee, who is a, a, a medium that they use all the time. And they wanted to, to have him give a reading. Well, short story is that later that night when they did their investigation, all of these, these made up facts, they were getting response directly related to that. Um, they made a point in this uh, story that this zombie boy really liked to communicate with a K2, for instance, and they just kept, they just kept talk, talking um, with him and all these things were coming up the name of the father that they mentioned the name of the mother and blah 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 and they're getting all this stuff what was even crazier is that chip picked up actually on the creation he's like okay i'm getting this name edward that was the name they created i'm getting this name and um so basically they're like yeah this this can be done like we this can be done now i think the caveat here 
is, and I don't know if that's the right word, but caveat. I like that word. I never know if I use it properly or not, but I think that there is a possibility, right? That there is an actual entity on the other side that's messing with them. And they're like, yeah, whatever, a thought form. I'm gonna give you what you want, right? We will never fucking know if that's the case. Um, I see a couple more people on. You guys say hi if you're here. Let me know what you're drinking. I'm drinking McConnell's Irish whiskey tonight. We're talking about egregores, thought forms. So please join the conversation. Say hello if you're here. Um, so anyway, that's a whole nother conversation, right? Like maybe we think we're creating a story and maybe there's an entity, a real life, formerly living entity that's messing, messing with them. But that whole idea just raised so many questions for me. Like, like how often is even a psychic reading not really picking up on something that's real in a space, but just the thoughts that have been created, the energy that's cre been created, and they pick up on the story that continues to be told. Now, you know, that said... A psychic, clearly, if they pick up on any of that, that's pretty remarkable, right? Whether Because they're not going to know that they're picking up on whatever energy getting messages. So I think it's still pretty remarkable. It doesn't say, doesn't suggest that they aren't for real. They just may or may not. Now, um, I will say that Chip Coffee, actually, though, he, as he's going through this at one point, he goes, okay, I'm getting a message like a Frankenstein like something was created and they're like, no kidding, right? Like, and he's particularly good at his job. Um, and, and they're like, yeah, we created this. This isn't a real thing. This, these, these things that you're hearing and you're getting, they are not a real entity. They're the thoughts that we injected into this space. So that was kind of crazy. Um, that all of that, you know, it's, it's evidence, right? It's not proof of anything. It's just evidence of the possibility that thought, that we can create that and that it's a real possibility. Um, but not proof, right? Because as I said, maybe there really is just someone on the other side, even talking to Chip and saying, yeah, yeah, this is all going on over here, right? Like, I don't know. So a pretty crazy, pretty crazy notion. But what does that mean for the whole world of psychic and spiritual energy. Like, if I'm picking up on something, is it a real thing? Or is it something that this person has just thought about so much that they exist there? Um, even when you think about like, uh, like mediums who are reading people and they pull this stuff out. Maybe those people aren't showing up. Maybe. They're reading these really deeply rooted emotional thoughts about someone that they, they loved and the information they are longing to hear from that person, right? Again, doesn't mean that the psychic isn't real, but it does bring into question whether or not, you know, ghosts really do exist. Um, I think they do, and I think we'll find ways of discerning between one and the other, and I think that when you have... Um, I think the easiest way to kind of get into that would be to go and have someone, when you investigate a place for the first time and you have some, uh, a psychic or someone come out and then you're able to kind of corroborate what they've said later without the injection of that thought form or creation by actual physical beings. So you, but you'd have to do that. But if you think about a lot of places, um, you know, all the popular places, people have been in those places a hundred times. They've told the stories. 
you know, and, um, and they're all there. So is that just a creation of the people who've visited and the energy they've left behind and created around that story? Is it entities just having a fun laugh with us, you know, and, oh, let's tell them what they want to hear, right? Like, that could be a thing. I don't know. Um, I think it's, I think it's just crazy. I don't know, Sean, if you're still on, tell me if you, do you, what, what's your thought on this? Like, do you have, are you familiar with this term? Um, I see someone else has popped on. Please say hi if you're here, um, even if you're just here for a second. Uh, we're talking about um, egregores, um, basically thought forms and how groups of people um, can, can create things. Now, um, egregore is a Greek term, and it's not to be confused with the term, uh, the Tibetan term, tulpa, which is a similar kind of thing, but it's, it's typically only created by one person. So let's say like a sentient imaginary friend or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of different terms, but based on the same kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it is super interesting. Now, when you get into it, of course, thought forms um, are believed to, you know, this idea of collective thought around something are are said to believe to impact way more than just the supernatural world, right? Um, a lot of people, if you, if you look deeply enough, there's a lot of people that associate this notion back to, um, to uh, Hitler and the Nazis. Hi, Lisa! Um, and this idea like propaganda and memes are a way to perpetuate thought forms, right? They get people thinking about something and believing something so much that it just becomes a truth for them, right? Um, and as I said, propaganda, which, you know, Hitler, and it was, that's how Hitler um, did his thing with the people. Um, memes today, there's certain memes that go around that can be, you know, political or whatever, and they create these ideas um, that people just start to believe. Uh, mob mentality, Sean says here, I'm gonna bring that up here just so people later can kind of see this uh, comment. It, it is, it makes me think of an almost mob mentality, a group of people having the same vision. Absolutely. It's the same thing. They talk about how corporations do this, right? Like you, you create a mentality, the whole mindset mentality, all of this. I think it all falls into the same, same realm and has to do with, with uh, the energy created by our thoughts and our emotions. And uh, golly, I don't, I mean, I think it's kind of scary, right? When you think about how powerful that can be, that we don't even, we don't need our physical beings to create havoc, to create stories, to create um, belief systems uh, around things that aren't, may not necessarily be real. It's kind of troubling, actually. But in that, you know, that episode, uh, Adam and Amy, they're like, this is going to completely change how we think about what we do in the field of paranormal investigating because, yeah, you have to be questioning how much of this was created by the people who um, who believed in it, who brought things here and, and, and created, made this story um, come to life. So um, it's pretty crazy. I think that... Um, I think that we do it way more often than we might realize. Um, if Lisa, if you're still here, I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on this subject. Um, but as you know, going back to the whole idea of just of like psychic abilities, like when you do a read on someone, a psychic does a read. Um, what exactly are they picking up on? Like, 
Is it, is it truth? Is it history? Is it um, creative storytelling, right? And um, what would be the repercussions, right? If people really learned how to grab hold of this. Now I mentioned Hitler, of course he was an occultist. He had really deep belief systems in the occult and probably knew about this from that angle and saw that I can create a way of thinking whether it's true or not, whether, you know, he, he obviously probably believed it, but he understood on some level that he had the power to create that um, without, without doing much and, and eventually had all sorts of people doing his bidding um, based on something that we all know is completely untrue that, you know, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, oops, sorry. Um, yeah, so, Gosh, questions. Does anyone have any thoughts about this? I, I think about it. Like, I think that it, it's hard to, um, it's hard to, it's hard to grab hold of. Like, it's scary and it's empowering at the same time. Like, if thought forms, if our energy give, lend itself to, um, to, to all sorts of things, we can create whatever we want in our heads, right? Um, and I think when you get into, uh, to anything like I talked about coaching with my coaching stuff you can you know, the whole idea is what you pay attention to grows you sit in your your you know your space and you tell your yourself um, these things will they come to be will they come to be um, Lisa says um, I think you're spot-on at the end of the day we'll never really know what is created versus what already exists but it's sure fun to, comp to contemplate absolutely and I, I think that in some ways, um, you know, gives more credence to psychics sometimes because they, they're picking up on something that is really completely unrelated sometimes to a space other than the energy created by the people who visited there, right? Um, but gosh, what does that mean for us? Like, you have the potential to do really amazing things, but there's also the potential to do really horrible things. <laughs> And that's terrifying to me. Like, uh, anyway, I, I want to just say hello to those people who have joined me um, in the last couple minutes. If you please say hi, uh, I appreciate it. Um, we're talking about egregores, thought forms, um, and just the notion that the collective thoughts of a distinct group of people can actually create an entity. Um, and uh, yeah, kind of crazy stuff and how it all relates to the world and how this notion of a thought form actually perpetuates so many things. Um, historically, um, it's been used by people like Hitler with propaganda. Today, we're seeing it used um, uh, in memes, like perpetuating ideas. Facebook is a huge avenue for this notion, right? Like, let's just get people, and it's, it's not so much the fact that they're seeing it, it's the fact that they are thinking about it later. You send this idea and they're like, wait a minute, this is really weird, never thought about that, seems like it might be real, and start thinking about it, and it's that, it's the energy created by that thought process that could eventually create a truth around that. Um, hi Michael, thanks for saying hi, you be well too. Um, so, uh, Anyway, it's it's kind of crazy. Like even affirmations. So affirmations, right? Like we sit, I don't know, 
I do this part of my daily meditation routine when I daily meditate, which hasn't been much lately, is to start with affirmations. Like just kind of using that, that thought process. And of course that's not a collective, but it's the energy around my, my heart and my brain focusing in on a truth for me that I want to come be in existence, right? Um, so it's the same kind of thing. Um, uh, Sean, Sean, this is a really uh, valid notion. Some could say that religion could fall into this group belief in an entity creates the entity. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Um, and, and it's probably the biggest, <laughs> the biggest version of this that exists um, in the world. Like, um, and that's, you know, when you think of religion too, the history, the, you know, the perpetuation of a notion that's been around for thousands of years, right? Um, now, I think this is different. Like some could say something about, um, you know, the things people say, people see, for instance, Bigfoot and things like that. Um, I don't, I don't know how it would work with that. I mean, I think that, um, you know, if you tell someone over and over again, I guess that what they're looking at is a Bigfoot when maybe it's not, there is, I think some scientific research around how, oh yeah, they start to see what you're telling them. Um, I don't think it's as, as easy to do because you actually have a physical thing that people have seen. And I think a lot of people who who come across a Bigfoot may or may not have ever even really given it a lot of thought um, beforehand. So I don't, I don't know. I'm curious to know what, what you guys would think about how different a physical, like a really, um, like a, not just a, a, an entity that, um, that comes into being now. That makes me think about though, when we talk about energy and thought forms and how we're creating, um, I've talked before about, um, the occasions, um, I had and my son had walking into our living room in my old house and seeing me sitting in a chair um that i that i was not in right and um and you know some people say oh it's a doppelganger i don't i don't think doppelgangers necessarily exist um there's a lot of weird concepts around that i don't know i think it's more likely that you know this was a chair where i sat and i read and i meditated and I struggled like I had all sorts of of emotions sitting in this chair and I think it was just my energy was there there was a picture of me that kind of might have replayed even as a living person in that space um let's see Jonas has a comment hi Jonas more specifically a group can be predictable also more predictable than the individual can cannot be this in difference of groups creating something from their own energy is in that individuals here can potentially do the same. Yes, yeah, so um, individuals, I think we can all, we all can create these things, but when, um, but with a group of people, right, you can kind of take their commonalities and things like that and predict what they're more likely to, um, to create, what their, their response to something would be. I think that's what you're, you're saying there, Jonas. You can predict that more, um, or you can prey on a particular attitude, which is what religion does, in my opinion. You know, it's it's another way of saying, oh, well, you know, we need someone to save us. We're suffering and, and all of that. Um, and we give people an answer um, for something that they're struggling with, right? Uh, 
So I think religion is, is a as a big part of that and the fact that you go and you have these rituals every single week um that are around that whole thought form just is certainly going to perpetuate it more and more now um different than what someone could just get me to do right but i can i individually can use that same notion that same energy um idea about energy to perpetuate my own ideas um I mean, I probably am not going to um, change the world or what someone else is doing, but I can change how energy is moving through me um, with affirmations, with meditation, with mindset. Um, and it's all about energy. And there's a reason that it works, right? There's totally a reason that it works. Um, and I believe it does, right? We just have to focus on it. But but it's scary because people, I mean, when you think about, I mentioned Facebook, right? Facebook is a huge, um, is a huge avenue. Hi, Kate. Um, I agree. Religion is created, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, Facebook is a huge avenue for creating this. As I said, like propaganda, Hitler used propaganda to create like these thought forms, um, and create a, a belief system, right? So it's the same thing that, um, that we do, we're doing on Facebook. And I think, you know, horrible things are happening, right? And young people are going on and seeing things that their brains aren't ready for, or even older people, right? Getting in their own head about a truth that is not their own. Something that they create, a belief system they create about themselves because of messages that are perpetuated online for them. Um, and you get depression, you get suicide, you get all of this stuff. This stuff is existing all the time and it's way more powerful than we think. Um, and the exposure, people can do this to us because they can use these um, modalities, right? They're like, oh, we can convince the whole world that this is happening or that they are lousy pieces of shit and um, should kill themselves because we have this avenue that people spend hours on. Um, and when you take young people, I think that... Um, that they aren't in any way ready to cope with that. You know, like, I, I, the things that I understand about the world today, I just figured this shit out, like, in the last 10 years. And I think there are a lot of young people coming into the world that are, um, that are really sensitive and, but not prepared for the world that we live in, right? Most of us as adults aren't prepared for the world that we live in because it's changed so much since we were kids. Um, let's see... Sean says, a person is smart, people are dumb. And anytime you get a group to all think one way, the in individual beliefs go awry. It's, yeah, it's true. And I'm pretty sure it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, a notion, an idea that has been researched time and time again. Um, and getting kind of off track a little bit here, I think that's partly why religions don't like spiritualism, don't like mysticism, they don't like these kind of notions that focus more on the individual and their connection to the divine because they can't control that, right? Um, but as an individual, if I'm really working on who I am and what my relationship in that aspect, you're not going to be able to tell me, right? But that's hard. That's hard. So many people have found answers and truth and comfort in religion 
and even on the internet, right? When you go on and you 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 see these, there are beautiful things being um, projected on the internet too, right? Um, it's just all a matter of where, <laughs> what you're going to connect to, your state of mind. And um, I think going back to Jonas's comment, like you can predict something, right? Like if something horrible just happened, right? So let's say um, the mass shootings that happened, you know, all, all these things happening. There are people out there um, that are capitalizing on how horribly people are feeling that that's happening. And, and people become predictable in their, um, in their dismay and their depression about those things. And that is absolutely used all, all the time. But I think, you know, it's, it just speaks volumes for why things like grounding and meditation and all of these things that help you just kind of center back into whatever your real source of energy is. Um, so that you're not taken with these. I mean, we do it to ourselves all the time, right? We feel like multiple things badly have happened to us and and everything's working against us. It's so dangerous to allow ourselves in that space because we will start to believe it. Um, and and that's the same that that's the same idea. This and this these energies that are created, of course, a thought form, negregor. Um, for those of you who've just joined, we talked about this episode of Kindred Spirits where they basically, well, they showed evidence that they could create a story that then would respond to them. An entity would be created from a fictional story. Um, it's Again, it's season five, episode two um, of Kindred Spirits called Zombie Boy. It's kind of fascinating to watch um, and um, certainly uh, I opened my eyes to, to that concept. Um, uh, Kate, let's see, look at these comments. Kate was agreeing with my comment about control. I mean, I always hesitate to talk about religion because religion is really important to people, right? And you know what? I, um, I grew up Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I was very Catholic in a lot of ways for a, a long time. And I understand why we, why we have our belief systems and everybody has them, Right. But I do believe that those kinds of situations um, can lend themselves um, as much to the bad as they can to the to the good stuff, right? And um, there's a lot of attitudes. There's beautiful things about religion, um, but there's uh, there's also really horrible things, right? Like how, how often throughout history have people committed heinous acts? heinous acts you know for their religion and somehow it became okay to do that um it's just it's kind of crazy i mean you have to really consider that like we, we have to consider the historical um the, the historical data that lends itself to to um you know take a group of people and tell them convince them that this is the right thing to do and they will do it in the name of god and in the name of all sorts of things um, but it's happening all the time. Yeah, Lisa, Kate chiming in. Raise your hand if you're Catholic. Um, yeah, we know there's a lot of discussions to be had around that, that notion. And as I said, you know, nothing is inherently good or, or bad. It's all both. And I think herein lies this whole conversation, right? Like you have, we have to figure out how to, to decipher between where energy is supporting my cause and my truth and my being and 
love and where it's not. Um, and that's tricky. And I think it means we all have to be hyper vigilant and especially diligent in taking care of ourselves, right? Because um, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy to think that our thoughts can create something that wasn't there before. I mean, right? Like, I don't know. That's really freaky. And, you know, if you missed it, I was saying, um, uh, Kate says, how can priests be pedophiles and it be okay, really? Well, I don't think anyone believes that it's okay. Um, I do think that there are people that hid the fact that they were. Um, but I think that priests are human beings. I mean, that therein lies that answer. They're not above anyone else. And even though they have committed themselves in theory to being servants of God, they're human beings. And nothing is inherently good, inherently bad. I mean, look at cops and teachers and people that we're supposed to be able to trust. Parents who do heinous things to people that, that are supposed to... Um, uh, that are supposed to be taking care of us. And Kate says the church hiding is what I think made it seem okay. Well, yeah. Uh, I think anyone once, I think them hiding it made it seem like it didn't happen. That was the whole point, right? Like, but once people really started understanding that it was happening, we had to be able to separate ourselves, you know, as humans from our religion and all of that. And why? why? Like, I think... In some ways, it was probably a really powerful thing. It got people thinking about the fact that priests are just human beings and paying attention more. So, you know, maybe therein lies an example of a thought form created by a reaction, right? Um, and hopefully that's not something that will ever happen again. I mean, I'm sure it does, or it will happen again, probably, but people won't get away with it the way they used to right but I, I totally get what you're saying Kate that they they did hide it and a lot of people just trusted that if the church said it didn't happen that it didn't happen and I think there there goes your your notion of how dangerous that is how dangerous it is that you can convince a group of people of that that they are willing to just trust it without really thinking about the truth and looking at the facts for themselves um yeah, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, the answer, let's see, Sean says the answer that will be that will be given is God created man to have free will. All things happen in his vision for his reasons. Yeah, it totally, right? Here's the thing, you know, you get into this whole everything happens for a reason. For a whole other conversation, I believe it does, but that's because I believe that we all choose our path and that means good shit's going to happen, bad shit's going to happen. Sometimes we're bad people, sometimes we're good people. Um, but that kind of response, really, it's so counterintuitive and counterproductive and totally contrary to everything else that they would, that they would try to be teaching us. You know? you know, why is it okay then if, you, if I can't do these things, if I can't, you know be with a woman or do this or whatever because you're telling me that God isn't okay with it. So, you know, or we can only kill people if you tell us it's okay, right? All of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's silly. But again, 
here's the terrifying notion of thought forms. That's what it is. It's an energy created around something. And it's, um, it's a very real thing. And it has to be counteracted. You know, when we talk about light and dark, good and evil, those are all things created, really. Like they both exist, but so much of it has very little to do with angels and demons, but with with our um, our notion and and what we create in our mind and what we think is right or wrong. Um, I mean, I, not that I don't believe in demons and angels, but I think that humans give life to so much more than we want to have credit for, and that's where the free will. Because God gave us that free will. He knows that we have the power to do this. And he's trusting that we're going to use what we have, our ability to create wonderful things, um, instead of using it to do to do uh, bad things. Um, you know, we talked a lot about religion. But again, going back to what I like to do, paranormal investigating, if I go into a space, like I did an investigation, well, more of a, a psychic read somewhere, and um, the more the person talks to me, like you try to go into those places, don't tell me anything. Because even in that moment, even if that person hasn't really been talking, they're still telling a story right there in front of things. And it can either be this is created by what you think you're experiencing. Or, as I was saying earlier, maybe whatever that, that entity, that, that once formerly living person is like, oh, let's mess with these people. They think we're, you know, this, this, that, and the other. And my name's Joe, and your your name's Marianne. Let's tell them that, you know. Let's let's give them the answers that they want to hear. Um, and it does make it really tricky um, in the field to go out and especially explore places where people have been telling stories for such a long time because those things really do come come to come to life, right? Does that make sense to people? Um, I think, you know, as I said before, I was like, I don't know how, like, Bigfoot and things like that come into play, but I do think that um, that, that can be a thing, too. You know, you you take something, again, I mentioned this before, but for those of you who've joined since, like, you, you can take someone, there have been science studies done uh, about this, and tell them what they're looking at. You just train their brain and tell them this is the color blue when really it's the color green even look at those like stupid little things where they make you say a word over and over again and then they show you the color really quickly and what do you see or at least what you say is the color that you just repeated and not actually the color that's there on the screen um it's a it's a great example of that now of course you know we kind of rest that upon cognitive ability and things like that but i i think there's an energy that's created I mean, again, our hearts, our brains, our energy sources, that has also been um, evident in a lot of studies as well. Uh, so I don't know. It's crazy. I think it'd be super cool if we could all sit in a room and think about times. Like, can you, can you, any of you really quickly before we end, like, can you think of an example other than religion? And we've talked a little bit about propaganda and memes. Maybe there's a specific one. A specific one that um, that you can think of um, where it's been really evident that this has been something that has been created without getting controversial or conspiratorial I guess because because there's always going to be that right you're always going to have an unpopular opinion about stuff like that but maybe somebody has a good example um, I talked about the notion of 
of kids and depression and suicide and um, being convinced um, in the energy that's created by looking at these this information all the time and feeding a certain public. I mean, going back to the notion of predictability, like, like how all this notion of, of, uh, um, like Facebook, right? We all know that you know you have a conversation or you Google something, and next thing you know, um, something you you just get messages about it, right? And so, you know, what if, what if you, what if you decided, um, oh gosh, I can't even think of, of a, of an example right now, but you, you wondered something for a minute and you decided, or you mentioned it out loud. Like, I don't know what my phone's going to say after I've had these conversations and suddenly you're getting these. I mean, if it, depending on your state of mind, you know, could you be convinced by something that you merely just thought about because you're getting feedback about it, Right. Um, let's see, Sean says, in the first months of Hitler's chancellorship, the Nazis instituted a policy of coordination, the alignment of individuals and institutions with Nazi goals. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, they did all of that and they, and they started with that and then they just used these truths. Propaganda, propaganda is a huge avenue of, um, of thought forms and creating um, an energy and it doesn't even have to be, um, it doesn't even have to be, um, you know, like a physical thing that people can see or hold on to, you know, it's, it's, it's a belief system. It's something that pervades people and they grab onto Kate says MAGA. Yeah. Politics, corporations, they all use these notions you know, the question is, do they realize that they're doing it? And I would argue that there are definitely people who understand 100% how all of this works, right? Um, most of us uh, understand it on the periphery, more superficially, like, yeah, oh yeah, you can convince people. But I think this notion of egregores um, that was kind of displayed in this episode shows us that it's a lot bigger than that, something way bigger um, you know, then, you know, uh, then that. So Kate says, yeah, Apple, like having the latest, the greatest, like convincing us that these are the things that we need marketing all, all of it is. And it's, um, it's why we have to learn to protect ourselves. In my opinion, like we can't, we're all victim of it at some point or another in our lives. Um, it's crazy. But for me personally, I get back to this notion of, of psychic information and I go back to this episode of kindred spirits and how chip coffee picked up on it but he also picked up on the fact that it was something created right um and as I said was he really picking up on what was created um or is there something on the other side that's perfectly intelligent going I'm going to tell them you know like how will we ever know like with stuff like that which I think is different I think it's harder because there's a there's a science there that we don't fully understand there's information we don't really know how to communicate with the other side so there's a lot of questions we do have the ability in our day-to-day -day lives when it comes to our religion and spirituality our politics and whatnot we do have the ability to be discerning with that that information can come to us um, and sometimes it makes more 
more of an impact not to overthink either side. This is why, you know, I've really embraced this concept of, of the both and. Like when you hear someone talking, I hear you, I hear what you're saying, totally plausible. I also hear you over here, what you're saying, totally plausible. Usually, not all the time. Sometimes people say things that are utterly absurd. But for the most part, people believe what they believe. And, um, and, and, it, and, that, and the energy behind that belief system is as equal as its opposite, right? So, I don't know. It's crazy. We're never going to know anything. Herein lies humanity. Like, why we're here is just kind of wade through the water. Pretend we know something, Right? pretend we have a fucking idea about anything um but it does make you question like is this does this matter is it real is this really what i think why is this happening and i think we just we need to be more discerning we need to when we start having an idea about something we have to think about why where did that come from especially if it's different than something we've had for a long time or if we've rested in a certain belief system for most of our lives, where did that come from? Is it real? Is it just something that's been perpetuated? Um, you know, I do a lot of cleansing, clearing, and I think, you know, doing chakra work and stuff like that, I think it helps us to find find a center um, that kind of tosses a lot of that out, makes, makes life a little less confusing, but it's always confusing. Uh, it's just, it's crazy super super crazy give me a like if you think that this notion is absolutely absurd and scary and awesome and all the things uh, because it just yeah it is very weird it's really weird but it'll make me question like is that thing that i'm seeing right here really <laughs> in my mind's eye really i don't see things but is it really there or is it something created by the person standing right next to me I mean, either way, I'm seeing something that's not there, and that's kind of weird anyway, but, oh, gosh, there's just so much that we just will never know, right? We will just never know. And that's, I mean, that's, that in and of itself is where religion comes in, because religion knows, and people want to know. People want to have answers. Religion provides people with the answers that they want, and, and therefore, it's probably the most powerful form of group thought form that exists and it probably will be forever and ever it has been for forever and ever so crazy super crazy stuff you guys thanks for for chatting with me a little bit about that Kate and Sean Jonas um, Lisa I appreciate you chiming in um, and if you have any other thoughts later things that come up um, on this topic let me know and you can always share on my whiskey and weird page on Facebook if you come across an article or something um, that has some interesting information on this topic, you can always share on that page for others to see. I appreciate that. Um, but thank you guys for, for hanging out with me tonight, talking about egregores on this, um, my uh, episode number six of season three. And um, we'll be back next week. Well, maybe we won't. Next week is Father's Day. So let me think about that. Maybe you can chime in and let me know if that's something you want to do. Um, but next Sunday is Father's Day. I did skip Mother's Day, but that's because I'm a mother. I don't have anyone here to celebrate myself. So maybe I'll think of something really great. Maybe you have an idea. Maybe you have an idea. Anyway, 
Thanks for being here, you guys. I appreciate you. Take care and stay weird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Whiskey and Weird. My name is Lauren Liker, and I'm learning about whiskey, and I'm embracing all the weird in the world, including me and you. I hope you'll join me.